Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm David. Today, we host our first In Conversation With episode, welcoming back Michael Bransford, owner of Vincent Restaurant, in conversation with friend and business neighbor, Johanna Van Dorf, owner of DeFloured, a gluten-free bakery. Avid Always Andersonville fans will remember that Michael was our first guest ever for episode one of this podcast, and we are excited to have Johanna on for the first time. Vincent just celebrated 10 years in Andersonville this past week at 1475 West Balmoral, and next-door neighbor DeFloured at 1477 West Balmoral celebrates 10 years on September 21st. Welcome, Michael and Johanna. How are you both doing today? Well, I'm irritated with this recyclable straw because it's disintegrating <laughs> into my coffee. I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations to both of you for celebrating 10 years um, in business. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you. you. This month. This I'm month. Incorporated. Was this month for you? Yeah, we were last, the 10th, last Thursday. We like, uh, September 10th, 2010 was the day that like, Vincent opened. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So September 20th, I put my papers into the city, to the oh, state okay. of Illinois. Yeah. I can't remember a lot before that, but that's the day we <laughs> opened. It was like the worst. It was one of the worst days of my life. No, was it really? Yeah, yeah. We had, I mean, I don't know if I've ever told you this. Are we recording now? Yes. Oh, dear. Oh. Okay. I thought this was still practice. All right, everyone. Hello. Um, so we, <laughs> we opened that night and the neighborhood there was less restaurants back then and uh, people were excited and Latasha had been here forever. And so there was a line around the block. I mean, everybody came out the same night and we did it on a That's Friday, awesome. which was a mistake. And we were packed and not prepared and we were completely overwhelmed. And it was our first night of service and then the grease trap exploded in the basement. And I didn't even know what a grease trap was. That's how inexperienced I was at managing a restaurant. I'd never done it. I'd only been a waiter. So yeah, it was, a, it was the worst night of my life. It was so stressful. Did you open And it just Saturday? got better and better and better. <laughs> Did you just like fall into baking? This is I, your second career. This is my second career. I, well, I mean, I feel everyone could have multiple careers. Absolutely. But I had always wanted a business. But it's just, I was in marketing, but, but Deflower was percolating for about a year before it really launched. But I had always wanted a bakery, but not a gluten-free bakery. It just happened that I, a coworker was celiac. And it just felt like a light bulb went out. I know there's going to be a lot of gag-worthy moments possible in this conversation. <laughs> but it was like a light bulb went out. And like I get a kids with celiac disease would have to go without or some not a treat that's similar to their friends because no one wants to be different when you're a kid. You want gooey-gooey treats. So that's kind of how gluten-free happened. It's always so sad at the birthday parties at school so kids can bring in treats, right? But then there's the kid with the allergies and right. like have a special treat always that's like different from, different from the rest, so. What are the, the major aller allergies? Like peanut, egg, shellfish, tree nuts. Um, Fish. Berries. No, <laughs> not the top. <laughs> <laughs> berries are really dense enough. But berries top. and corn, but they're not on the top. The uh, top. And soy. We get it a lot. Soy, yeah. egg, dairy, soy, gluten, shellfish. Shellfish is a big one, yeah. Peanuts, peanuts. Yeah. I wasn't counting. We got all eight <laughs> and then some. <laughs> <laughs> and DeFlower tries to stay away from as many allergens as possible. 
So like we don't use, we don't have a corn flour, although some some things have corn in it, but, and we don't use nut flours um, because we want to be able to cater to the to as many people as possible with allergies. Totally. What's gluten? Gluten is a protein found in wheat, <laughs> barley, or rye. Awesome. There's a lot of folks out there who just do not know what gluten is. No, like including we Kylie Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> we, that is so crazy. We grew up with our mothers, most of our mothers used flour is wheat flour. Yeah. And so you never even thought about it. Obviously, when we started 10 years ago, gluten-free was on the rise. But there's more and more awareness about it. I mean, you talked a little bit, you know, I heard marketing thrown out, but tell, tell us a little bit more about, you know, what you did before opening Howard and then um, we can kind of head into why you chose Andersonville for your brick and mortar shop. Sure. What? what did you do before oh, the flower? Oh. <laughs> what, what did you do in marketing? Okay. I, I started my career um, in marketing and I had always worked for, but well, before I got a, like a real job, as you, my parents wanted me to get, my sister and brother-in-law had a restaurant. And so I waited tables and um, helped manage the restaurant. So I was in food. And then I went on to do marketing for like, Food. It was always like Quaker foods um, that had like cereals and candy bar, uh, granola bars and um, Gatorade. And so I did a lot of marketing and point of sale and printing for Quaker foods for a few years. And then um, with the same company, I went on to do Blackberry, which is like, it was at the height of Blackberry, I did some marketing for them. And um, that's a cell phone? It was, <laughs> Blackberry. Do you not remember what? the Blackberry? Do you remember the Black? You don't remember the Blackberry? It's the, uh, the email thing. Oh, it's well, instead of the cell phone. Okay. Um, so it's with them, so and then thing. when you, I, I worked for an agency, and when you work for a marketing agency, you work crazy, crazy hours, and I just thought if I'm not, I, I always wanted to work for myself. I always wanted a bakery, so if I wasn't working for myself yet, I went on. I wanted to give back, so I went to work for Hunger Relief, and I did cause marketing for Feeding America, which is based in Chicago, but it's the um, umbrella organization for food banks across the nation, and they feed every county in the United States. So I was working in Hunger Relief and raising money and doing marketing campaigns with our corporate partners um, before I started to flower, and I had always wanted my own bakery, and so I, I would have a second job. I worked for Bubbles Academy, um, that did birthday parties because I thought that maybe a bakery at the birthday party element would be cool. So I was gaining some, putting what I call tools in my toolbox. And then um, at Feeding America, I met someone whose family was celiac and we were going to be partners and we worked on um, recipes. And during my time at Feeding America, my last year or two, we would bring in food for everyone to try. And then I had a friend who worked at a bank who would try and then I was laid off but I had such big corporate partners and it took me, they, I had three months, they gave me a three months notice. And so when I was laid off, I just spent the time focusing on deflowered and it just took off. I was fortunate um, that I hit it at the right time. And I met, I was in the market, I met people from Whole Foods and Daily Candy, which um, I don't know if anybody remembers Daily I do. Candy. <laughs> I was obsessed with Daily Candy. They put me on the map. Yeah, yeah, they were, they, they could. They could. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I just was fortunate I met the right people and um, Jafar just took on a life of itself. Uh, I had a small job helping kids 
um, with lice, <laughs> which <laughs> is kind of gross, but it was lucrative, but it was very short-lived. It was a women-owned business that I used to help before the flower took off, but it was within six months I, I left that job. Wow. Where did you come up with the name The Flower? Because it's a little cheeky. That's a great question. We, you know, a name is super, was super, super important to me. So I would, um, Jamie, who we were going to be partners, we would spend like hours and hours on a Saturday looking up names and making sure no one had it. And then it was one night late, um, I was having dinner with friends and my friend Mark Ruthman came, we were brainstorming, he came up with The Flower. And it was, I thought it was great. Jamie hated it. I, but I loved it and I just secured the domain because just to leave my options open. Um, my aunt, who's in her 80s, hated it. But it, it just says, it says what we are. It's perfect. And we're at the beginning, well, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We are going to have, you know, we have a flower in our logo and she was going to be losing a petal and we have a little bee. Like, but we went sweet because the name is, you know, has other connotations, <laughs> but we love when people walk by and giggle, mostly older women for some reason. <laughs> I've, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of older women stop and you get a kick out yeah. of it. Yeah. And, there, and one guy's in the neighborhood before we opened, we had our name on the window and he was drunk. And he said, I walked by, I'm like, oh, I'm sitting there, I'm so drunk. And then I got it. <laughs> and he's like, that's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you for bringing back 1940s lingo. <laughs> You're welcome. Should we, should we talk the rest in 1940s lingo? Yes. Or what we perceive it to be. As businesses, what is it like being next door neighbors? How have you benefited from the close proximity over the years? I, I want to answer this first because I've had the experience of having other neighbors before Johanna. So I won't name them, but people probably know if they're in the neighborhood who they were. And uh, they had a reputation for not being, uh, well, I'll just, I'll leave it at that. And Johanna was a really a welcome, uh, like neighbor and very fresh and friendly. And I was unexpected because I'd only been used to uh, neighbors that I couldn't work with well. Um, so Johanna was uh very exciting and we quickly became i would say friends yeah, yeah. and uh, i feel very comfortable walking into her place um when i need something especially if it's an emergency um so it's been it's been a resource really um and it's been a you know sometimes i'll just go into the bakery just to get away from my staff <laughs> or the day and just to like kind of decompress um so it's been those two things, but she's just also been delightful. And also she's got lots of sugary treats. So there's that, you know, so I can also eat the, the, the cake pops. Are the have best. you ever borrowed a cup of sugar from your neighbor? I have, yeah, you know what, I borrowed, I borrowed pink sprinkles. I still have them downstairs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've borrowed, borrowed lots of stuff actually. I borrowed tablecloths, I forgot to return them. She got a little mad and then, but I didn't get them back to her. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've borrowed stuff from each other too. Yeah. So there's that benefit too, but the best, the biggest benefit is that it, she was, she's a friend and she was someone who was able to work together, you know, and help each other out. We had, we, I think we have the same kind of idea of having a business in Andersonville, which is about community. Um, and you can see other businesses that don't have that kind of, um, uh, 
motivation and I think we both do and that helps. So we're usually on the same page when it comes to almost everything in the neighborhood. So you, you can, yeah, you it's can. been invaluable. I I, Michael's the best neighborhood neighbor. It's great. We're able to, you know, sometimes when you own a business, I agree with everything you said and we borrow things and I, my a freezer in your basement. You do. Because I, I um, we have a small space and I, it's invaluable. We're connected in the basement. So. <laughs> um, but just being a great friend and supporter when you're in business and you have frustrations, you feel alone. And it's so nice to um, talk with someone and realize you're not alone and other people have the same feelings that you feel about certain struggles of owning a business. Yeah, I didn't even mention that. That's, a, that would, that's huge, that maybe even bigger is that I could, and that's probably why I would go over there mostly is to vent, you know, and she would understand. And so because I had never been in a role where I manage people, I'm still, I'm still flabbergasted by the, what it takes to manage people. And so she was a great resource to go in or a great um, confidant is a better word to go in and discuss or not discuss yell about <laughs> how frustrating it is. It's a frustrating thing to, to do, to own a business yeah. and to manage people and to deal with the city and to learn about, and we learned a lot of things together, mm -hmm. you know, that we, uh, navigate a landlord. Yeah. Things we had to, come up. yeah. So that was, yeah, I didn't even think of that, but that was probably the most important thing that was the most helpful was, was being able to go invent and someone understanding because nobody, nobody that works for you understands or maybe even cares. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's so hard managing people. And then um, just when I'm overwhelmed and I don't have the mental capacity to think about doing special events or something, Michael comes and says, hey, do you want to do this? And it's great because it's such a good idea, such good ideas. And it's so nice to be able to partner on that and have someone else to think at times when I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done some fun cookie decorating things and yeah. um, so it's invaluable I, it's just a bonus I didn't even think about my neighbors and, and, well it's funny you say that because in the first episode of the podcast you talk about the importance of the community and kind of realizing what Andersonville was as a community and how it supports you um, in your words can you describe how uh, you've seen the community uh, rally around and really support Johanna and DeFlower. Well, okay. So, I mean, Andersonville is, I mean, and I'm assuming a lot of people who are listening to this are Andersonville, what do we call ourselves? Andersonvillians? Anderson, <laughs> well, we yeah. do now. Okay. So, yeah, Andersonville residents. Um, the it's it's very community oriented most of the people who live here spend all their money here and their time here so everyone's very interested when something new opens so there was always that interest level um and then um the name alone attracted a lot of people but uh, she has she has quite a following that she has a crowd out, out in front of her her place most days um so i i, I guess i don't know how to answer that question how they rallied around her, but they, I mean, she's- I'm gonna do a layup on this one. I think it's because of her personality. Well, no, no. She's oh. Oh. one of the funniest people. No, oh. nobody knows that. Oh, so, <laughs> so wait, do you mean why, why the residents of Andersonville connect to- Yes. Deflower? Yeah, for, absolutely, for sure. I, I wasn't sure, when you said rally, I assumed that we were like, yeah. So she- oh. I can understand. Okay, so 
Johanna is, I think, similar to my my way of like handling people. She's very focused on the person that walks in the door. I've watched her do it. So uh, that's not something everybody does or is capable of even. But she is very focused on making sure people's happy. I don't, people are happy. I don't know how many times I've been in there when the shop's been closed and someone will walk up and they're walking away and she will run after them. <laughs> Even though they're closed, just to tell them we're closed and please come back, you know. And she means you know, it. I think I'm desperate. She, <laughs> <laughs> she means it. So I mean, like I, I think that's a very rare trait in just people, human beings. And I, I think she has it, and she really genuinely cares. She maintains eye contact, like which is not something that a lot of people do these days. And so I mean, I, I find her to be yeah. a tremendous uh, connector to uh, other people. Well, I think you and she's Michael. You are you're a tremendous connector. I think within the first few months that the flowered open, my uh, we did an engagement um, cake. Oh, that's my right. Other, uh, good customers got engaged, and we made the cake. That was Arlen and Lisa. Which, they still come here. They an infinity cake. Remember? It was amazing. Yeah, yes, yeah, and then eight that. months later, they had their wedding, and we did their wedding cake. Yeah, that's right. And as as I was moving in, um, we did a wedding here, Miss Andersonville. Oh my God, Miss Andersonville's wedding, the yes. surprise wedding. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I picture everything like we were moving in and we were bringing the cake at the same time. Yeah. But I, I, I also I love the way you connect with your customers and you have a huge sweet tooth, which I love. But you love, love burgers. Yes. I, well, I love burgers. <laughs> I, love I love this place. <laughs> sitting in Vincent, it's like sitting in New York. That's how I, I oh love it. Oh my god, that's my feel. favorite compliment. It yeah. is. It is. It's yeah. the best. I like. I prefer the winter in. I like the fall and winter sitting in here and it feels like I, I'm gonna walk out into Greenwich Village. Yeah, we didn't we didn't expect that, but like our winters were we, we were everyone was like, Okay, get ready for the winter because we opened in September when it was still hot out and everyone's like, Okay, get ready for winter, it's gonna be dead and we weren't and it was at, when there were blizzards we would be packed. Because oh, it's the because, best place to be. Because the neighbors would Come, this is the closest restaurant from all the residential houses like over on Balmoral and they would come here and it was just like a party. It's the best. And it was all candlelit and snowing outside. It was great. It's my favorite yeah. place to be in the winter. It's very rain. sweet. Thank you, Johanna. I think so. Can I say one story about Michael? Yes. No. I had given <laughs> carrot cake to you and you had, you loved it and you shared it with a customer or a friend and the that customer friend liked it so much that when she turned around, you took it away because <laughs> she was eating it. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that does sound like something I do. So I literally stole it from her. She, she was sharing it because she liked it so much. It was she was know, eating too she much was eating of my too much cake. Of your cake. So yeah, yeah. you took that it. That sounds like me. It's yeah. right close when we opened up. <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot. I buy stuff from you for the staff, and then I they eat too much, and then I go hide it in my office. <laughs> Because they're eating too much of the stuff I bought for them. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I have a problem with sugar. <laughs> we once drank too much of your drinks one night. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one night? Well, we had closed Vincent down over there. We were still there. Has anybody slept overnight in the restaurant? I have. <laughs> Besides you. <laughs> Oh, you're asking me about Vincent specifically, uh -huh. if anyone else has slept here? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. The you... night didn't end and everybody ended up crashing on the banquettes. Yeah, that has happened, not not while I was here. So I, I used to drink and I don't anymore when I drank. 
there were lots of nights like that. Um, and then there used to, when we moved in, there used to be a couch in the basement, and there was <laughs> lots of uh, people taking naps and spending the night down there, like on for very busy weekends and stuff like that. Because lots of the cooks and stuff often live far away, so they would just stay here for the night. But yeah, there were lots of parties too, Laura. I mean, none that we're invited to, but whatever. <laughs> I'd come in and early because we bake. We come in early, and your staff will be still chatting at the bar. Oh, good. That's is, good to it's know. It's nice to know that people like each yeah. other. <laughs> Technically, that's illegal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Michael, it isn't. <laughs> It isn't a secret that you have a little bit of a sweet tooth and may have been the inspiration to our Taste of Andersonville Candylands uh, Vincent edition theme that you suggested. <laughs> what is your favorite treat from Deflowered? The cake pops. Hands down cake pops? Yeah, hands down cake pops. Because you can have like five of them and not feel like you ate a whole cake, even though you did, <laughs> you know? Do you have uh, preferred flavor? Yes, the white icing with the red velvet in the middle, and the next favorite. I can do. I can list them. You can. If you list, please. The, the, then the white. The white icing for the for some reason is my favorite. Is, the, is that vanilla icing? I don't even know. Yeah, like it just tastes like sugar. Yeah. And then the white icing with the chocolate, and then the white icing with the white. White and white. Like white. White, white. And then the, then I'll go down the chocolate if that's if I have to. Yeah. And the vegan ones are like surprisingly delicious. Surprising. Yeah, surprising. Like <laughs> I, I was like, I don't want to eat that. And then yeah. it was really yummy. Yeah. What's your aversion to vegan food? Oh, I'm you not used a to, vegan. You used to be a vegan. So I, I tried to be a vegan for three months and I did it. And it was, you know, mm -hmm. and then I went and then I went back to, to eating the way Everything. I did before. So um, I don't have an aversion to vegan food. I just would, you know. Usually it, it, it's, it's difficult to make vegan food good. You know, like if you're gonna make something that is the same thing as something else, you know, if you're gonna, like when people make vegan burgers and stuff like that, it can be less than, and uh, that's not the case with her cake pops or any of her treats actually. Well, can both of you speak to the creative process behind your dishes and desserts? Um, you launch new items throughout the year and I'm curious to know, um, what that process of invention looks like for you both and how do you come up with new new ideas? I can start because I'll be quick. So, because I, I, I'm, I'm not the creative when it comes to the food. I, uh, I tried to be a cook. I tried to be a chef. I went to culinary school and I quickly found out that I was, I was incapable of working in a kitchen. Um, so I had to work out front. So I had to hire a chef and uh, so the chef is the one that comes up with all the stuff, but they do run it by me. We do discuss it and we do, we stick to seasonal. And so we order exclusively from farms, local farms. So right now, one of the good things about the pandemic is that we are able to operate on a week to week basis now because you can, because um, you know, never know what's going to happen. So. Um, we don't have to plan too far ahead. So we just call the farmers every Sunday and see what they have and then we plan our menu. So that's basically how the chef does it. Um, I give him some boundaries, but they're quite, you know, uh, broad boundaries and then he just goes. So that's how we do it. Um, how we do it, well, we, we think about what we're missing and then like cinnamon rolls we've been working on. 
um, a lot. We do, we try to do some seasonal pies. Um, we're always going to bakeries and looking online and thinking about what we're missing to round up things. We're always thinking about like for Thanksgiving, what else we could um, provide. And we just play around in the um, bakery. It's, it's, um, it's hard because like I lean towards chocolate and I could totally have a bakery full of peanut butter items, but um, <laughs> it's just all That's of us talking and um, collaborating and people bring in ideas and we try it. And um, it's hard because a lot of people like to come and see their, their favorites. So, and then with the pandemic, it's been um, a bigger hurdle because I feel like you eat with your eyes and it's harder to show off a new item or talk to it when you're serving people from outside the bakery. So it's been a bigger um, struggle. And what we found right now during the pandemic, people just want more frosting, more chocolate, and more sprinkles. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and we just people want more alcohol from us. <laughs> so everybody's like just like indulging in their vices. Mm -hmm. yeah. And dust and sugar. Yeah, that's all I got. Sugar. Yeah. Sugar. <laughs> And what is the shop's bestseller, um, Johanna? Um, I, well, our lemon bar has been popular from the beginning. And That's yeah, our, our vegan oatmeal cream pie. And the lemon bar, actually, my mother helped me with it. And it came about because my then boyfriend, now husband, was like, not everyone likes chocolate, which just... I was, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. That was a good imitation. I was like, what? So um, my mom had, when growing up, had worked on her lemon bar. And then I had brought her my bird. She's like, no. <laughs> and so she helped me finesse the lemon bar. It's been, it's one of our biggest sellers. What about the, fir the first thing I ever ate? And the first thing that you, I think, served was, and I don't know what it's called, but we call it the crack bar. The the one with everything on it. The bomber or the caramel chocolate the bomber with the bar. potato chips? No. The one before the one that's got I don't think maybe the no, that's not the it was before that. The caramel oat bar? I think so. It's got like layers, like four different layers of things. Or the seven layer bar. So Michael ha gets to try whether <laughs> it's good or bad. Yeah, I've tried a lot. Things we are trying. <laughs> and lots of old treats. <laughs> but different things. Yes, I think it might be the caramel oat bar. Yeah, we, we call it, it the gateway drug. The gateway drug, yeah. So, okay, sorry, I call it the crack bar. Sorry if that's inappropriate, but you, uh, that was one of the first things you made, right? It, it was one of the first things. Okay, Brown so that's, it, that's bar and the caramel chocolate oat bar. So that, that's why we call it the gateway drug. Yeah. To the flower. So try that next time you're at the flower. You know, just to say something about Andersonville, we love being part of the community because you know, everyone's very open-minded and liberal and we're able to do things um, to sell in the shop that we may not be able to do everywhere, like our oh, Leatherman sure. gingerbread yeah. men, naked bums in the, for Valentine's Day. We, I think we did eggplants and peaches for Valentine's Day. Yeah. So we don't take ourselves too serious. Like, we, neither, neither do we. So, I think, I think, I think that, that's why I we're think that helps, customers. Yeah. I've seen neighbors. I've seen several serious restaurants come and go in the past mm -hmm. ten years. Andersonville doesn't seem interested in you know who's on the who's who best list or who's what awards you have or you know how you know, 
they, they're, they're not into anything pretentious, no. you know? And so, yeah, I think it helps that we're not too serious. Um, but I, I, if we want to talk about the neighborhood, I have a lot to say about the neighborhood. Are yeah, we doing that we now or are we waiting for a question? No, Maybe. we can head into talking about the neighborhood. Okay. This is my first, like, run through of a podcast. Oh, you're doing very <laughs> well, David. You're doing a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> But I like what you said about the neighborhood being progressive because that has helped and, and it's full of um, just very kind of quiet, uh, uh, progressive people that are successful in what they do and kind of want to live in this little village at the foot of a big city. And it just, I mean, I just can't believe I found it because like I never uh, expected this to happen. Like I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but the the neighborhood has just been increasingly uh, a rich experience. And the ability to, um, I mean, I, I can't talk about politics really, can I? I shouldn't, so I won't. We can always edit it out. But I mean, we can, oh really? Okay, <laughs> so I mean, when Trump was elected and we, and I was, you know, at, like I'm adamantly upset, I was so upset and we voiced our opinion and we said, we as a restaurant uh, are against this and want to open up our space to the community for a chance to talk uh, because we don't want to be a divisive community. And the community came out and we got a couple like reactions like, this is not your place, you can't say this or whatever. But for the most part, you know, the community rallied together to be like, let's, let's, let's get together so we don't get torn apart by what's happening in the country. And it, it feels like we've stayed that way as a community. Like everyone's kind of, everyone's still kind of like looking out for each other. Absolutely. So. I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say after the election, our sales went up for at least a couple months because people came in so depressed and yeah. they just needed a cookie. It was And so then they came here for a, 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 for a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the neighborhood's <laughs> been so, I, I would live in the neighborhood. Michael, you live in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's just, they've been, everyone's been so supportive. People come in, they're not even gluten-free. They just want to support a local business. Um, yes. The pandemic, I don't know if people came up, bought gifts, cards. When the, when the pandemic happened, we had, because we could only do to-go, so we had to open up our window. Right. People were literally running by, throwing money into the window <laughs> and like through the door and leaving, just like, please don't close. Know. You know, and then just like running down the street because everyone was so, everyone was freaking out. Like everyone didn't know what was happening right. and like, what would like, could you get close to people? And so some people weren't comfortable like ordering our takeout, <laughs> but they would like run by and throw, throw money at us. Yeah, like, I want you to see open. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was amazing. We we actually tallied our, our donation sales. I, I, I'm not gonna say what, how much yeah. it was, but it was a lot and I was really blown away. And I mean, it, it kept that amount of money kept us alive yeah. for the first couple months. It makes me want to cry. Like everyone was so nice. You got calls and emails from people like, I want to buy a gift card or I want you to stay open. Yeah, That's, and I, I probably shouldn't talk about other business owners, but I will. Uh, Bobby Schaefer at Lost Larson was saying the other day, he has two places, one's downtown and one's up here. And he was telling me, he's like, this neighborhood is so supportive. He's got a line out the door every morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, and I don't think that he's having the same experience downtown, you know, with it's a, it's a different clientele, but in Andersonville, this neighborhood really came out and supported um, us. And I know the other local businesses. And the other, all the business owners have been so supportive. Yeah. 
trying to support each other. Yeah, in a time when everyone's like kind of freaking out about whether or not they're going to be able to be here, you know, mm -hmm. and we, they still took the time to reach out and make sure that each other were okay. The, the other business owners, yeah. But we feel grateful to be here. Very, very grateful. Small, small I want to give a shout out to Dan from Taste of Heaven because everything he posts online, he has personally stopped by to restaurants to see how folks are doing. Dan from Taste of Heaven has just incredible love for this community and for his fellow neighbors. I was totally thinking about Dan too, because he's done some shout outs about the flower. And yeah, he's so supportive and he's hysterical. I think, <laughs> I think, I think Dan's the worst. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll say it twice. No, Dan, he's, he's, he's a fan, another fantastic neighbor. Yeah. And he's been here forever. forever. Dan yeah. needs a bottle of Tito's. He responded to an email this morning with, I said, what can I get for you today? And he said, a bottle of Tito's. So <laughs> he told me candy corn and nuts unlimited. Candy corn and peanuts. Yes, because yeah. it tastes like caramel apple. Yeah, yeah. You put so them together. He's, like, he's going to eat them until he explodes. I'm going to run to Target yeah. or a local candyality. That's Edit out Target. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he was on Foster. That was probably before your time, but he had a I think it was before my time, yeah. yeah. But he's been, I mean, how long has he been in business? Uh, Over 20 years, years, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was 25, right, this year? 25. 25. Yeah. Five. Yeah, he's a sweet, sweet, sweet man, and 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 sort of uh, carryover from the old uh, Andersonville. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, in, in speaking of kind of giving back, um, normally you know, and this year was no exception. You throw a birthday party for Vincent every year, and um, can you give us a little bit of a highlight reel of your favorite Vincent B Day bashes and the charities that you've supported over the years? uh sure um i yeah i um am a people pleaser at heart so anytime someone comes into the restaurant and says can we can you help us out i just will say yeah i, I don't think i've ever said no um so it's not a hard thing to do you know to give a gift certificate for the restaurant and I mean, that's the very least i can do and it also is is helpful to us because it gets people that usually wouldn't come to the neighborhood or the restaurant to come in um, but once I, once I kind of discovered, cause as I said before, this is all new to me, uh, that goodwill, uh, equals good business. Um, it became a win-win situation and, and, and kind of a beautiful experience all around, you know, from start to finish. So the more we did, the, the, the more we wanted to do. Um, so we've done countless, um, charity events like downtown for causes, you know, like, uh, everything i can't even think of an example right now but those like tastes of uh chicago type of events where you set up a table and hand out 300 snacks and then all these people come and pay all this money for the charity and uh so then when we had our birthday i was like this is a great time and i happened to be doing uh the marathon for the uh, aids foundation of chicago so I had to raise money. And so I was like, oh, this is the perfect way to do that, you know, to raise money for them. And we couldn't come up with what to do. And uh, someone said badminton. And we were like, that's perfect. Everyone can play badminton. <laughs> and like everyone can play badminton and everybody loves it, but nobody plays it. Like it's not like, a, you know, you don't see it that often. 
So we literally illegally set up a badminton court on the sidewalk because we didn't close down the street. And like we had 200 people uh, crowded around the street. Um, the police came. It was like it was like a college party or something. <laughs> the first one that was like six years ago or so, maybe longer. And then it just kind of grew and grew every year. And we got these clothes on the street and we learned how to set up a badminton tournament. And um, uh, yeah, we would raise money for different charities every year. And then this year it's for the Chamber of Commerce, um, which makes me so happy because it's, the Chamber of Commerce has been another resource that was, I, I never understood what they did when I was not in business and I didn't really pay attention. And I, I it's been a it's been a really wonderful experience working with them, and so they uh, I feel like I owe them, and this year they kind of got uh, you know unfortunately lost a lot of their resources because of the pandemic. So um, so this will be my favorite one because of because of who it benefits. But it's it, all the all of those benefits have been a really neat experience. And and, and if anyone's out there thinking of starting a small business, I encourage you to look into what you can do for your community and or charity or, and or those in need because it only gives back to you tenfold. Like it's a, it's, it's not, it almost not, it's almost a selfish thing to do, I would, I would argue. Also, I mean, I think we're great, we have such a great chamber of commerce that does a lot for us. So Anderson's businesses here benefit from the chamber of commerce and everything that, all the events that you have and that bring people in and, I mean, we used to be able to have. No, we appreciate you both for your support because it's hard right now and you guys are doing a million things and you're taking time out and supporting us. So we appreciate you. We couldn't have done many of our events without you. And I mean, especially even from giving us energy to uh, get through an event. I don't know how many times David's shown up with a box of vegan and gluten-free treats for me from DeFloward. And I'm okay, I'll just have these four cookies and I'm good to go. <laughs> Sustenance. Both of you have fur babies. Michael, you have oh. Luca. Johanna. Loca. 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 one of my favorite dogs in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and Johanna, you recently adopted Birdie. I'm a cliche. I have a COVID puppy. <laughs> Has she been tested? I have a cliche. The last thing I would call you, Joanna, <laughs> cliche. I got a dog. But nice try. Yeah. I rescued a dog. I think a lot of us had to do cliche things <laughs> during this pandemic. You got a haircut? I did. <laughs> Weekly. Yeah. Use your own. I do. I shave my own head. Yeah. I'm sure the listeners really want to hear right. about that. Yeah. My hygiene practices. <laughs> when walking around Andersonville, what is your favorite pet pit stop to check out? Jameson Loves Danger. Well, that's because that's where Loka was born. Like she wasn't born there, but that's where I got her. Like she lived there. She lived there. What? Yeah. So so there was a woman that worked for me, Juliana, who also worked at Jameson Loves Danger, and they her family rescues puppies from Puerto Rico. So apparently in Puerto Rico they don't like black dogs, which sounds terrible, but they don't take photos well apparently. So they're very unpopular. Oh so they there's like a so they would go and rescue these black puppies, and Loco's an all black you know 
dog and uh, they brought her to Jameson Love's Danger and she was living behind the cash register for a oh while when she was like three months old and her name was Beyonce. And Seriously? Yeah. And I went and I was like, can I have that dog? And they're like, yes, we're looking for it. And I was like, oh my God. And so they brought her over on Valentine's Day. Oh my, I love Loka. <laughs> and like, so I was standing here getting ready for Valentine's Day, which is a very busy night for us, and as yeah. it is for you. And they brought her, some, they brought her by, I was like, here she is. And I was like, oh my God, I ran home and put her in the bathroom in the bathtub with some water and hope she was okay <laughs> and then went back home and nice there she was and she's been there ever since yeah. I love so, Luca. Yeah, the best. I love when little a mom and a daughter was walking by and Michael's like oh this is you know she's family her name is Loka and the mom goes that's comforting. <laughs> <laughs> well she was Puerto Rican so I was like I need to come up with a Spanish name and she was crazy when she was a puppy she's but a my sister who speaks Spanish says it's not the proper way to use the the word loca, it's not a proper, proper name, but whatever. Yeah. It's Tell us about your dog, Johanna. Oh, well, we, we rescued her from right way, and a lot of people never know that we were challenged with naming her for weeks. Yeah, she didn't have <laughs> she a name. A name. She, didn't have, she responds to hey. <laughs> Still to this I think day. my ex-mother-in-law, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say her name, yeah. Um, but no, Birdie. Okay, let's get real. She's spoiled rotten. So I don't, we, she, we go to Jameson's, we go to Kreiser's, we go to Urban Pooch. We hit all the bowls in the neighborhood. So um, I can't say a favorite place. They're you can say great. like, she likes to pee on the dollar horse or- You're so diplomatic, Johanna. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, she loved, they built, they renovated this house. I don't know if anyone in the neighborhood has seen it, Berwyn and Wayne, and they put new grass in. <laughs> I'm gonna get killed. I've already gotten told to stay on the grass, but she loved <laughs> the new grass. That's your favorite. <laughs> That's her favorite. I, yeah. I like drag her off of it. That's amazing. But it is her favorite place. I do, I do like, you know, like, I lived in New York City for a long time, so a lot of the things here are unexpected. Like almost every shop has a um, a uh, bowl of water and and treats for the dogs. Like you know, so Loka, when we walk through the neighborhood, she will pull towards each shop that has biscuits. Yeah, this is a very friendly neighborhood. For, yeah, for furry friends. Mm -hmm. and particularly the benches because people eat on the benches so Bertie likes to walk around all the benches looking for food <laughs> we should start paying her to clean our SSA <laughs> <laughs> well normally you know we close the show with um and I and I don't think we were doing this at the time um Michael's episode uh, his first episode aired because we weren't asking which Anderson business you would like to trade places with but we kind of want you both to stay where you're at um, so we're going to try out something new with you both today, which is, um, we've done a lightning round before, but this is a little bit, um, more upscale lightning round. Um, so if you're up for, for that, I'm going to start with some questions that you both can kind of take turns answering. Are we supposed to answer them at lightning speed? Like, well, just don't like, give it too much thought. Like whatever the first thought that comes okay. into yeah. just, so You can be thoughtful. Yeah. You don't have to speak fast or anything like that. So it's not, you're not being timed. All right. 
So who has been your mentor or someone who has inspired you over the years? Particularly for my business, my old boss, Danny Meyer, who a lot of people will know. Uh, uh, I didn't mean Lightning to round, too. girl. I'm sorry. Michael's inspir inspiring <laughs> to me. <laughs> Good answer. Next one. Next question. <laughs> I can't be Who's, come on. Julia Child, somebody. Oh, I love Martha Stewart. Okay, there we go. Popular. Fuzzy. Like, like pre-prison Martha Stewart or post <laughs> All Martha Stewart's faces. All Martha Stewart's pre-prison, in-prison, after-prison. It's a yeah, good thing. She, I mean, she's pretty, she's pretty impressive. <laughs> she is. But this is a lightning round. I don't think we're supposed to discuss. Okay. I just think it's, it's always amazing that she went to prison. <laughs> is that considering yeah. she's in office right now as the president? <laughs> Like Martha Stewart went to jail, but like top top inmates had a knit. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> or crochet, something like that. It's crochet. <laughs> it's crochet. I, I could talk about Martha Stewart for a while too. I have, I a, I have a crush a, on her too. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Had, after college, when she had a show, a thirty-minute show, and she had ended, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I, I wait. I waited on her once in New York, <gasps> and she was just like she is. Like she yeah. she couldn't have been nicer, but she's very controlled. You know, she's very like, just like tempered. She, yeah. you know, I was lucky I did an event with her with Macy's and then I went to her show and we sat on, and she's very, she's very how you would think she is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> For those who couldn't hear, Johanna was like scary. <laughs> I admire her from a distance. <laughs> Lightning round, chocolate versus peanut butter, pick one your favorite child. Together. Yeah, I was gonna say it's impossible to pick, but I suppose if I had to pick chocolate. Cho I, I, if I, I had to pick absolutely. one chocolate, yeah. But DeFloward's next bakery is peanut butter bakery. Called Brown Bottom. Brown Bottom? Round. Brown Bottom? Round Bottom. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so favorite food or food pairing right now? I love Michael's fries. Oh my gosh, you're so complimentary. I wasn't and even thinking of you. I love lentil soup. <laughs> the, taste the Lebanon lentil soup. Oh, neighborhood stuff? Is it, I mean, just... Whatever you want to do. I'm obsessed with tahini. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard sound in baked You're such a weirdo. <laughs> All right, I I love, I'm obsessed right now with fried chicken and honey butter, like honey on top of it. Honey chicken? Yeah, that's where I had it. And then I, I've been, we've been making it here. So fried chicken with like honey, mm. so good, yeah. East Coast versus West Coast. Oh, East Coast. Oh, East Coast, Coast right? Yeah. yeah. There's only, yeah. East Charleston. East Coast. East, I, we recently went to Maine. East, just East Coast. Yeah, the whole coast. <laughs> the whole coast. Yeah. Okay, do you have a favorite ingredient to cook or bake with? Sugar. Buttermilk. We did butter on that one. That was good. That was really good. Yeah, listen. We're, We're getting better at this. <laughs> okay. uh, favorite New York eatery? Mm. Bouvet. A prune before oh. Bouvet. So prune and Bouvet, but prune's no longer there. But yeah. I, I, uh... You love New York. I love New York. Supper, Lafayette. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Lafayette. Ru Russ and Daughters. Russ and Daughters. Yes, I love Russ and Daughters. Like, oh yeah. Oh, I, miss I miss eating in New York. I miss yeah. New York. Uh, well, you have a little place uh, in Andersonville that feels oh, like New York. Little um, 
who vet, they opened a new place. Um, and we went, every time I go, I go there, the, the two women opened up. Um, yeah, her, girl, her, her and her place. girlfriend, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, don't, I haven't eaten there. I've only it's eaten delicious. at Boobet. delicious. Just go to New York and eat. Yeah. Uh, is there more lightning round question? Yeah, there is. Here we go. Favorite cooking tool. What is one utensil or appliance you cannot live without? Whisk. Microplane. Oh, microplane. That was good. That was good. I would have said oven. <laughs> oh, also a good one. Although, Lupe. not necessarily. Right. A chef. <laughs> 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 so lightning round being a looky loo on your walks or eyeballing someone else's food i don't know what, the, what, what a looky loo on your walks means whenever you go on a walk with loka do you peer into other folks homes and see like oh yes furniture no yes. i'm not a perv i am <laughs> It's just Wait, what's the other? What's the other choice? I belong to someone else's food. Okay, yeah, I pick that one because the other <laughs> one is like perverted, Johanna. I like walking the other one's home. The best time is to walk at night when you see it. <laughs> I love design and colors. I love it. I'm the same way. Peeping Tom 101. I love no, it. No, it's where you get inspired for design and yes. see how other people live. Just close your curtains. I look at other people's food. Pick the second one, yeah. Okay. Do you sing in the shower? And if so, do you have a favorite song to sing? Oh, uh, yes. The answer is yes. I have concerts in the shower. <laughs> Oftentimes, I Indigo Girls is my favorite, which is so, uh, I, I can just, yeah. Uh, and I often pretend that I'm the third Indigo and I sing <laughs> uh, the song as if I'm the third Indigo girl. And then uh, right now, I'm really into um, John Legend's All of Me. Because <laughs> I can sing it. I love it. <laughs> Get really into it. Yeah. Johanna? I don't sing. <laughs> Man, I wanted all that detail, and that was your answer? I don't sing. I went for a commercial, inter like to be an extra, and they asked me to sing, and I'm like, I don't sing. So I did I'm a Little Teapot, because that's the only <laughs> song that I know. <laughs> I mean, now you have to get up and do that on camera. <laughs> <laughs> make, her, make her sing it now. <laughs> I don't sing to the radio, but I don't sing on my own. Like, I, don't I feel like you would more like have a... <laughs> <laughs> I know the arm motions and everything. It's not hard. Care. You just go like this. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> the tiny. Short and stout. Here is my... I wish everyone could have seen the choreography because it was inspired. <laughs> Most common item you lose in plain sight. Oh my God. I lose everything. everything. I lose my keys, my cell phone, my oh wallet my on an hourly basis. Every. The staff has to keep track of it yeah. for me. I, I tell yeah. my staff this is I'm a cautionary mess. tale of yeah. getting older. <laughs> I, I lost my, my car the other day. Yeah. Where is my phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on my, sometimes I'm, I'm often on my phone. I'm like, I can't it. find my phone. And the person will be like, aren't you speaking? Right. I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. There's my phone. Yeah, I live yeah. in the fridge. Just kidding. 
I've left my phone in the freezer, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. So everything. Everything, yeah. It's a good thing that our, our business... Yeah, that's another thing we connect on is like how 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 we're old and like <laughs> losing our brain, like our minds. Yeah. We were born in the same year. Yeah. So one of the interesting parts about working at Deflowered, you are constantly asked what are you watching right now? What's your favorite show? You, really? Really? You get watched. It's part of the resume process. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> what are so you watching fun. right now? Me? Yes. I'm working my way through all the Marvel movies. Oh, From like weird. start to finish? In order. If you look online, they tell you how to do it. So that's how we're doing. It's so weird. I just did that with the Underworld movies. In you, order. What's the Underworld movie? With Keith Beckinsale. She plays a vampire. She's so like like badass in oh. it, yeah. She has this leather outfit, she looks incredible, yeah. She's very pretty. And we yeah. watched Harriet, I recommend Harriet. Oh yeah, I did the whole Harriet thing. was good. What are you watching? <laughs> I am watching a Spanish telenova called Elite. <laughs> it's like Cruel Intentions set in uh, Madrid. <laughs> 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 That's what gets me through the nights. <laughs> It's a great show. Watch it. And then favorite Andersonville business. Well, what's Michael oh, watching? That's not fair. Uh, the Underworld was Kate. Well, I did. I just watch it, but like I don't really oh. watch watch television very much. Yeah. So I mean, I'll go home. And, what about a movie? Yeah, yeah. I'll, we'll find a movie to watch. Uh, the, I'm trying to think what I watch. I mean, I watched the Underworld recently, but no, there's nothing I particularly watch. Like, like let this show up. My, did you see Shit's Creek? Yes, I loved Shit's Creek. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was very sweet. It was very sweet. Yeah, unexpected. Yeah. And well, Catherine O'Hara is like a goddess. It's, I mean, there's like I've loved her since I've uh -huh. ever first time I saw her, and I've never like loved her less since. Let's yeah. oh, all go to bed and pray we don't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be our close. That's how we should end this show. <laughs> I appreciate no one said you, David, to me. <laughs> All right. Is there more oh, lightning round? I like the lightning round format. Me too. Yeah. What's it's your favorite Andersonville business? Oh, that's so not you fair. can't say each other's. I can't, you can't. You can't say. You can't ask us that. Most frequented. Uh, cowboys and astronauts, because I constantly need an outfit for that night, and I've forgotten to get it, bring it from home. I also, I mean, Matthew and, and they're, Al, so they're wonderful. wonderful. So I love, I love Cowboys and Astronauts and I frequent them often. What about you? I'm a lucky Lou into there. I'm always looking in their window. <laughs> I, I love Taste of Lebanon. Oh, because I love Taste of Lebanon too. Yeah. I love them. You know what else I really like for Lucky Lou? Because I am a Lucky Lou with Scout. Oh, I love, oh, love I love Scout. going into Scout just to look, but I, I don't think I've ever bought anything from him. But I, I do look at his stuff all the time. All the time. He's, I, he's very talented. When I, when I got a page regular, when I worked in marketing and I got a bonus check, I bought my, and I moved into the neighborhood, I bought my break front from them. Oh, did you really? Of my bonus check. I love, Scout is like. He, he's really, there's some, yeah, he's really special. He is special. Yeah. I go into Jameson Loves Danger a lot. I guess I visit like Edgewater Grocery the most though. Yeah. Because I, I have I to like, oh, I need lettuce, you know, and then yeah. we'll run. So you do that yeah. too? Oh, so yeah. So you run we to run Edgewater. Yeah. And I always try Edgewater first because I want to support them and then we'll go yeah. to Edgewater. Yeah, Edgewater is great. And then of course the corner 
Oh Sorry. yeah, the bodega, <laughs> the bodega. where you cannot speak, you cannot move fast. Like there's no, no there's no hurrying at that place. Yeah. No. Like I watched, I watched them tell someone who was asking them to hurry up to please leave. You know, <laughs> in that in the way they speak. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. We ended like five minutes ago. Oh, we did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so thank you, Johanna and Michael, for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Yeah. Yes. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Vincent, please visit vincentchicago.com. And to order delicious treats from DeFloward, go to defloweredbakery.com. Show notes about this episode can be found on andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce and currently recorded via Zoom. We thank you for your listenership. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. We are also actively looking for podcast sponsors to sustain our production. Please email us at info at andersonville.org for more information. Thank you for your continued support, for staying active in our community, and for staying always Andersonville.